0: Sunrise with Shona Hot 1027 Good morning beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027 and it's great to be back with you again this morning especially as we enjoy cooler weather here in Kharteng. Now I wonder this morning how many of you like me love watching the ocean. I can watch for hours and hours from the shore. the Waves far out, rising and falling, some breaking out in the deep, And then, of course, sitting on the shore and watching the waves break on the shore, relentlessly coming in, breaking, and the water being drawn out again to join that vast body of the ocean. The ebb and flow of the tides. I wonder if, like me, you've been caught unawares sometimes and you have to dash further up. But the waves continue, day and night, without any intervention from our part. And as I sit there, I generally start reflecting on life. As I've said before, we are like those waves, I believe, rising and falling, breaking sometimes, but always drawn back up into the vastness of God's unending love, no matter what. On calm days, on stormy days, days when we rebel, we're always drawn back into God's love. When I do have the privilege of being at the sea, I love to look at the horizon, and if I'm really, really lucky, I get to see a whale passing by. They appear so briefly, even though they weigh tons, and then they disappear beneath the waves, and it's as if they were never there. And it's just amazing how huge the ocean is, and in the best sense of the word, how awesome it is, that huge whales completely disappear beneath the surface, and we've had no idea that they're there. They're removed from our physical sight. And today I'm going to be looking at sight, and how I believe our physical sight sometimes only allows us to see a small amount of what is there and how we need to move beyond our physical sight. And when we actually do that, we move into another realm. And if we are conscientious and faithful and we are disciplined in our spiritual practices, we get a glimpse into how God sees the world and us and the universe. In the past two weeks, we've had two days of celebration that I want to mention now. Last week, it was the conversion of St. Paul And on Thursday this past week, it was a presentation of Jesus in the temple. Both involve more than physical sight. And I'm going to look at both of them. And then to end this morning, we'll look at the gospel reading that was set for today, Matthew 5 from verse 13. And I'm going to be stressing the importance of letting God's light shine from within us, because that's what Matthew 5 is about, for others to see. The light being quite a touchy subject at the moment in South Africa, with all the load shedding. But I do hope that you have some light, and of course we always have the light of Christ. Coming up now on the mighty Hot 1027, All Heaven Declares. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. All Heaven Declares on the mighty Hot 1027, you are listening to Sunrise with Shona, and it's great to be with you. This morning I'm going to be looking at seeing beyond our physical sight. Trying to see with the eyes of God, or at least get glimpses of what there is beyond this physical world through the eyes of God. And I want to look at the conversion of St. Paul. So I'm going to read briefly from Acts chapter 9, verse 1. In the meantime, Saul kept up his violent threats of murder against the followers of the Lord. He went to the high priest and asked for letters of introduction to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he should find there any followers of the way of the Lord, so these were followers of Jesus, he would be able to arrest them, both men and women, and bring them back to Jerusalem. As Saul was coming near the city of Damascus, suddenly a light from the sky flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? he asked. I am Jesus whom you persecute, the voice said. But get up and go into the city where you will be told what you must do. The men who were travelling with Saul had stopped, not saying a word. They heard the voice, but could not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground and opened his eyes, but he could not see a thing. And so they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. So that is one of the dramatic accounts of the conversion of Saul, who then we know becomes Paul, and God does restore his sight, and he becomes one of the greatest missionaries of all time. But the point I want to make today is that it is only when Saul is physically blind that he begins to see spiritually. Just as an aside, the gospel reading set for that day is Jesus healing the blind Bartimaeus. And so it is all about healing of sight, in that case obviously physical sight. But for Paul, um, who was Saul at that time, it was about being able to see that Jesus was the Messiah and that he was wrong. So when we look at the conversion of St. Paul, what we encounter is a man who was um, a Jew, he was a Roman by birth, he was a Pharisee, and he was zealous for God. He wasn't necessarily a bad man. He followed all God's laws. He was zealous for God and he was persecuting followers of the way because he believed that they were wrong, that what they were teaching was wrong, and that they were against God. And of course, they were preaching that Jesus was the Messiah. Paul felt in his whole being, that this was completely wrong and undermining the true faith. Just as an aside, perhaps it's a warning to us to be open to hearing what people have to say who may have a different opinion from us, different understanding of God's word. We need to be open, listen, and discern. I'm not for a minute saying we just have to accept what people say, but we can listen, pray, and discern, and accept what we feel God is saying. We shouldn't be too hasty to judge, and be harsh in our criticism of others who are different from us. We need to remember that while we may not physically harm someone, as Saul, who then becomes Paul, was doing to follow us of the way, our words can also hurt. So Paul is on his way when he's stopped by this blinding light, and a voice speaks to him and asks him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he says, who are you, Lord? And of course, Jesus says, it is I, Jesus. And he gets up and he finds he can't see, And the rest, I'm sure you know the story. As I said, he becomes the greatest missionary of all time. His main mission, and this is what I love about Paul, his main mission or aim is that he wanted everyone to know about the love of God. And my most favorite quote of all time from Romans is where Paul says, and obviously I'm shortening it, that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. Moving now to the Lord being presented at the temple. So it's Jesus. Part of Jewish law was that he should be presented at the temple. And we read from Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verse 22. The time came for Joseph and Mary to perform the ceremony of purification as the law of Moses commanded. So they took the child to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be dedicated to the Lord. They also went to offer sacrifice of a pair of doves or two young pigeons as required by the law of the Lord. At that time there was a man named Simeon living in Jerusalem. He was a good, God-fearing man and was waiting for Israel to be saved. The Holy Spirit was with him and had assured him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. Led by the Spirit, Simeon went into the temple. When the parents brought the child Jesus into the temple to do for him what the law required, he took the child in his arms and gave thanks and said, Now, Lord, you've kept your promise and you've let your servant go in peace. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation, which you prepared in the presence of all people, a light to reveal your will to the Gentiles and bring glory to your people Israel. You can go and read it for yourself if you like, but it's Luke chapter 2 from verse 22. Now, just a few notes on Simeon that I found really interesting. Tradition tells us that Simeon was 270 years old. Of course, it may be that the years were slightly different from ours. But he was really, really old, he was physically blind by the time Jesus is presented in the temple, and he's identified as one of the 70 who translated the Old Testament into Greek from Hebrew. He would definitely have been aware of Malachi's prophecy, where Malachi chapter 3 says, the Lord you seek will suddenly come into his temple, and he's been promised by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he saw the Messiah. Now let's look again at his words, taking into account the fact that he's physically blind. My own eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the presence of your people, a light to reveal your will to the Gentiles and bring glory to Israel. Clearly, his experience could not be physical. He wasn't actually seeing the 40-day-old child. What Simeon saw was with his heart, with his connection with God, we know he's filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was with him, and so he saw beyond the physical. Just as Saul, who becomes Paul, also had to look beyond what he was seeing. And so all of us have to move deeper into God's realm and see beyond that which is in front of us. We are called to move through the doorway into another way of being, seeing, and knowing as we journey with God and encounter God on a daily basis. That day in the temple, Simeon saw beyond the baby. The invisible became visible, the unspoken heard, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit and not looking just with his physical eyes. It was the same for Saul on the road to Damascus. He had to move beyond what he could see, and hear God, and listen to God, and understand what God was saying. More on this in a moment, but first on the Mighty Hot 1027. In moments like these, and I just thought it was so appropriate, because in moments like these, we need to sing out a love song, when we truly have these epiphanies and these encounters with God, and we see beyond the physical realm. Enjoy. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. In moments like these on the Mighty Hot 1027, good morning. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. This morning, we've been looking at even though Saul, who became Paul, and Simeon are physically blind, they suddenly see beyond the physical and they see into the realm of God. And I sometimes feel that our senses stop us from seeing because they provide us with distractions. They stop us from seeing what God would have us see. They stop us from fully encountering God. So, just occasionally, I will sit with my eyes closed and I'll put headphones on to block out the sound because these days it's becoming more and more difficult to have silence. And I will just sit with God. It blocks out all those distractions that we find. And for me, it really helps me to see, see beyond that which is in front of me. So, today, you may be feeling despondent. We have load shedding. We have possible states of emergency. We have Russia massing troops on, ready to attack Ukraine again to celebrate a year of war. I mean, I just find that there are no words. I actually don't have words that we would find it okay to celebrate destruction and death. But we as Christians, of course, are called to be the beacons of light in the world. We're called to go out as people of hope and bring hope to the hopeless and to make the invisible kingdom of God visible to those, to let people hear God's voice of reassurance and love. And in fact, when we look at the gospel reading, which I'm going to read now, it is exactly about that, about us called to be the light of the world. So I'm going to read from Matthew 5, verse 13. You are like salt for all humankind, but if salt loses its saltiness, there's no way to make it salty again. If it becomes worthless, it's thrown out and people trample on it. From verse 14 is what I really want us to hear. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on the lampstand where it will give light for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. And I'm going to stop there because I wanted to just stress the part of that gospel reading that's set for today that is about shining the light of God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and Jesus was the light of the world. And in the words of Simeon, of course, we are told that Jesus will be the light to the Gentiles and bring glory to the people of Israel. So that light of Jesus dwells in you and I through the person of the Holy Spirit, and we need to let our light shine, especially in a world where there is so much hurt, so much destruction. Now we can look around, and as human beings, we see despair, suffering, corruption, crime, war, just to name but a few. By seeing beyond this world, though, we are in the world, but not of the world. We need to remember that. And we are called to shine God's light of love, compassion, care, kindness, grace, mercy, forgiveness, and generosity to all. And I've just named a few of the things. And I always remind myself of those starfish on the beach. There's that woman walking along, throwing back one starfish at a time. And someone says, why are you bothering? And she says, because to this starfish, I can make a difference. And if we positively impact one person, we don't know how many lives that person will touch. And so if we can shine our light, even for one person, they can shine that light for so many more. And we bring God's kingdom a little bit closer and people see God's kingdom through the way in which we are living our lives. I want to end this morning just with a quick note from L.R. Nost, because I thought it actually speaks into what I've been speaking into. And it says the following, Do not be dismayed by the brokenness in the world. All things break and all things can be mended, not with time as they say, but with intention. So go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally, The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is in you. Now, isn't that beautiful? And I think it just sums up what I've been saying this morning, that we need to go out, as Jesus said, and shine our light in the darkness so that others can see the light of God at work in the world. And sometimes that's the only uh, message of God, the only touch of God they're going to have is through us shining our light in the world. So may God bless you and all those you love and pray for. Thank you so much for listening this morning. To wrap up, I thought I would end with open our eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus because, of course, we've been talking about sight and seeing God not with our physical sight, but with our very being. And the last one will be 10,000 reasons, just to cheer you up. May God bless you. Thank you. And if you need to get hold of me, you can do so on Shona at hot1027.co.za. Sunrise with Shona. Hot 1027.